Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Hernancy is here, host of the Business Bros podcast, where we are helping you take control of your branding, your marketing, helping you create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow. And we got a great show for you scheduled right about now. Two ladies from New Venture Escrow are in the house. We're going to be talking about all kinds of updates in the real estate market as well as what the heck to do with your time during the COVID lockdown. So ladies, without uh, further ado, Tanya and Dre, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us. You know what? There's three of us. I should do this gallery mode thing. Boom. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I have going on right now. Perfect. And I can, I can see all you guys at the same time. So ladies, tell me a little bit about yourselves. Let's start off with Tanya. Um, where'd you come from and why, why uh, escrow? So I'm originally from Imperial Valley, um, El Centro, small town. Hot. I came out to San Diego uh, to go to San Diego State. And after being here for a few years, I said, there's no way I'm going back. Yeah, it's too uh, hot over there. It's way too hot. Um, there's nothing to do. There's just not a lot of opportunity. So I wanted to come out here, stayed out here, um, was in the service industry for a while, bartended, did all that fun stuff to put myself to college. Um, and then I worked, I got a job with an attorney and wor- started working with foreclosures. So um, dealt with foreclosures throughout the U.S., not too much directly um, in San Diego County. And I had a good friend of mine um, who we just always keep in touch and she was in real estate. I didn't really know exactly what she did. I, uh, she was just, you know, I just knew she you know, had a very flexible schedule. She drove a nice car. She, um, you know, she got to do a lot of just meetings with people, got to meet a lot of people. So we kind of got to talking one day. I wasn't happy where I was at. Um, That's all right. The Yorkie happens. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so she said, you know, we are looking for another rep for my company. We need someone that speaks Spanish. We need someone that's personable and that's you. Obviously it was after a couple of bottles of wine. We got a bit yeah. about it, you know? Um, and I just wasn't even sure what she did. She, I was, I wasn't even sure what escrow was. I did not know anything about it. And she said, you know what? Escrow can be taught. You're driven, you're a hard worker. You, you can learn all that as long, but you I just know you'll do well. And I just, you know, I took a leap of faith and said, you know what? I'm going to try something new. Sales is scary. And, um, you know, I jumped right in. I got put into the Chula Vista territory where I knew absolutely no one, um, not a single agent, and just kind of immersed myself in everything and anything real estate. Anywhere I could possibly think I would see a realtor, I was there. Um, and that's kind of how it started. And that was about six and a half years ago. So I've been, been with New Venture Escrow for six and a half years. Ooh. Yeah. It's been a fun ride. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
being a rep, being in the sales, whether it's like a title rep or, or an escrow, you guys get the fun stuff. Yeah, you're required to make sales, but that comes at the expense of you getting to meet new people every single day, saying hello, shaking hands and kissing babies, right? Like that's, that's your job pretty much every single day. And hopefully those relationships blossom into something where it, it becomes, you know, closed business. That's what, that's what we do. We're, it's a relationship business and, you know, we like to see ourselves as connectors. We meet people all day, every day. Even still now, we're basically, all our meetings are through Zoom. We're still constantly um, connecting with a ton of people in different industries, not even just real estate and trying to, you know, bridge the gap. Oh, Dre, how about you? How'd you hop into this sport? Yeah, so I hail from the land of Tijuana. Nice. Born PJ. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've, I've been in San Diego for about 15 years now. Um, and my background, I actually started working in the nonprofit sector. Um, I know when I met you, we talked a little bit about it, but did everything from working with homeless youth, social services to academic programming for kids. Um, you know, and I also got to do some stuff on the back end for the organization where I was working at uh, and doing fundraising, communication, some marketing. And it's kind of where I got a taste of, we don't call it sales, but it's, it was very much the same where I'm out and about showcasing what we do and building relationships and partnerships. Um, and so I was doing that. I was in that field for about five, five years, five and a half years. And just kind of reached a place where I was looking for something new. I, I wanted to kind of grow outside of the organization. And around that time, my former colleague was, she was friends with Tanya since they were in kindergarten. And she said, hey, you know what? Um, you know, you're doing this social thing, being out there, uh, doing a lot of meetings and events. And Tanya does the same. And she's looking for somebody to join her team. Uh, why don't you meet with her and see what that's about? Uh, T, T and I met, I call her T. So when I say T, I mean Tanya. Okay, um, cool. We, uh, T and Dre. For, yeah, T and Dre. Um, we met for coffee and then the rest is history. <laughs> it's just really cool. Um, cause meeting Tanya uh, at the time, you know, I was already working full time. I had an idea of kind of what kind of leadership and team and environment I wanted to work within. I didn't know anything about escrow either or, I always liked real estate and learning about real estate, but had never been in the industry itself. So meeting Tanya, I was, we just clicked and I loved everybody from that. I met from the company and I said, I'm going to take the leap of faith and here we going are for it. going yeah, for it. Year and a half later. But Tanya, you got some background in foreclosures. The market is shifting. You're going to talk to real estate agents and they're going to be like, they're going to tell you the sky is awesome and everything's great and everything's hunky dory, but the writing's on the wall. Things are going to change. That doesn't mean that people aren't buying or selling. That's a different conversation, right? But the market is in a shift and it's in a change. Uh, we're probably going to start seeing things again, like short sales and foreclosures. Um, tell me a little bit about what life was like back then. So I actually worked um, for an attorney who we worked, our clients were all the big mortgage companies. And what they would do is they would send us properties in pre-foreclosure and foreclosure. We would assess them for damages and actually file insurance claim for all the damages to recover money for the mortgage company. I was dealing with um, all the realtors just because they were the ones that were actually going into the property, making sure if, if there was damages or not, and then reporting back to us. So it was a little bit different for me and um, the side that I was on at the time because were you guys uh, issuing like BPOs? 
So we weren't issuing them. Uh, we were actually relying on the agents to issue them um, and send them our way so that way we can review the properties to see if there was any damages. That was back then when, you know, proper plumbing was being stolen, uh, mm -hmm. properties were being burned down because, you know, the, they couldn't, they just, you know, they couldn't agree with the fact that the bank was taking back their home. Um, it was just a really sad side of it. I had to, because we were an attorney, people would call us thinking we were the foreclosure attorney, which we weren't. Um, but just having to talk to a lot of these borrowers that were just losing their homes, it was, it was devastating. So being able to jump from that side to the escrow side where it's a lot more positive and we're a part of that experience where people are becoming homeowners or selling to upgrade or investing, it's, it's just a lot more rewarding. Dre, you, uh, you guys both talk to a lot of different realtors, even right now. What's the sense that you're getting, even though they might be optimistic, what kind of, what kind of questions are you guys getting from, from agents right now? What are their biggest concerns? Yeah, I think it's a, a little bit of everything from, you know, we started off with this stay-at-home <clears throat> order about a couple of weeks ago. And it was like, how are we going to find solutions for our day-to-day? -day? Like, how are we going to be showing homes and, and figuring out that business a strategy and then you have the side where there's just information coming at for left and right for everybody and what does this actually mean um you know with the stimulus plan what does this mean for my business and should i be planning long term um a lot of this information is tends to be very vague so when we're talking to agents they just want to find somebody that can clear up these questions right and we're trying to step in and be a resource and a connector in that sense too um, I think a lot another thing that agents are really focusing on too is understanding where the consumer is at. You know, there's a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, people losing their jobs, um, having to make financial decisions right now for their future. So they don't foreclose, you know, have, have to short sale. So understanding the consumer side, understanding how to run a business, how to keep a team motivated and um, how to digest all of the information, I think are some of the big things that we're seeing constantly. And um, uh, even though we, we are escrow reps, you know, we're always a resource and a connector like Tanya mentioned earlier. So we're just trying to do our part in, in continuing to educate and facilitating these conversations amongst the community. So marketing strategies have yeah. changed. I can't really hold an open house like I wanted to. Um, I can't even really meet with people in general. Um, what are you guys trying to, to help uh, or like advise agents to do as far as to continue to get more business to stay on, you know, stay top of mind and, and talk to clients? I think a lot of it right now has been approaching it just, you know, by offering your help, help to anyone else that's out there, you know, um, reaching out to family members, past clients, um, anyone in your sphere and just coming in with like a helpful hand as opposed to just continuing to just try to sell because I do feel that during this time everyone's a little bit sensitive and it's not a good approach to you know to try to be super salesy right now um, and it's coming from a place of educating the client is the biggest thing right now educate your clients as to what the market looks like educate about you know what's going on with rates educate um, because a lot of people are, are scared and a lot of people aren't sure what's going to happen and the fear of you know the uncertainty is a big problem so the more you educate the more value you're going to bring to your clients and that's i think the biggest thing you can do as an agent right now is educate 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 and i think you'll 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 see um you know the rewards with that
Let's yeah. roll with that then. Oh, go ahead, Dre. You were going to say something? I was just going to add that another thing is we all know at this point, you know, we've been in this stay-at-home order for a little while. We know business is continuing to happen. People still want to buy and people still want to sell. And um, a lot of it also comes down to building building more community within the real estate. There's no sense of competitiveness at this point. At least it's not as high. People are now coming together because if I'm an agent on one side, having to work with another one, if I can trust you on the other end that you're going to do business responsibly during this time, do it well and do it keeping in mind um, the sensitivity of, of the issues, the better we can work together and, and close the deal. And so another thing that I've seen that agents are doing beyond just identifying how am I going to um, run the business day to day is making that effort to build community with agents in their area and outside learning from other people's strengths. You know, an agent might be doing a, a better virtual open house than I am. What can I do? At the end of the day, when when all agents do better, it, it just it's better for everybody if we help 100%. each other. Out. Yeah, we want to know as much as possible. So we're, we're all stepping up our game, right? Mm-hmm. Right, so um, mortgages are crazy right now. One day rates are really low. Another day the bank's opening up the floodgates. The next day they're pulling back on FICO scores. Like they're all over the place right now. How's that, how's that affecting uh, escrow as far as getting things closed and maybe things falling out or, or rates not being locked in, that sort of stuff? So we are still seeing a lot of refinances. Um, we're still kind of getting, you know, a lot of those in. And um, I do, I can't speak for a lot of the banks, but I do know that, you know, there are, there are having some issues, you know, with fundings, depending on if you're, you know, a bigger bank or a smaller a little broker. And, um, but for us, like we are seeing some properties fall out of escrow, but the thing is that they're jumping right back in because of the fact that there's not a lot of inventory. Um, anything that cancels, it's pretty much back in escrow the next day. There's always a backup offer right now. So, um, we are seeing that we're not seeing a ton of cancellations, but when we are they're they're definitely opening right back up. That's good to hear. That's good. Backup offers right now, especially in, in a time like this is, is a good thing to have for, for real estate. And yeah, we're still, we're still pretty hot when inventory is low. All right, let's talk about marketing ladies. That's kind of your forte. That's what you guys uh, get to do on a daily basis. And you kind of told me before the show, you were thinking of starting a podcast. So I want to know like, what was your idea? What was your concept and why, why even start? Like what's going through your head? I'm, I'm curious. Do you want to take a tea? Sure. <laughs> so it was, it was really just brought up because we recently opened a new office, an awesome open office, um, really a place for where agents can come collaborate. Um, we do have a marketing room where, you know, our company is actually doing a podcast, but what we wanted, we were thinking of doing is diving deeper with, um, whether it's people we work with or just other people in the industry and, you know, getting to know them a little bit more than just being a realtor. There's, we're part of the San Diego World Producers um, uh, platform, and it's really Ooh, cool. Jesse Ray. I love her. She's great. Hi. Shout out to um, Jesse. Yeah, so it's just being able to read about each of the agents' past and where they come from, and just diving deeper is is huge for everyone. I think to get to know you know where you come from and um, you know what led you to becoming a real estate agent, and I think that also helps too with having people just be able to build community, like Trey said, and just bringing people together with similar backgrounds or, um, I think it's, that's kind of where we were going with it. You can add to it, Trey. <laughs> we have a, cause we have a lot of this happening on our day to day as we're connecting with people. And it's like, 
there's this magic in the air sometimes when you start building those relationships and getting to know people a little deeper, right? It just um, building that trust in that in those purposeful relationships. And so if we have a way to showcase that, um, like, why not? We just, you know, and it could be fun. We could keep it engaging. It's something also, I think, as um, you know, we ourselves reps, but we, we run a business too. And as a resource to the real estate community, like we have to, we also work on our marketing the way that agents would work on their marketing. And so if we're putting these things into practice, it's something that we can also just bring to the table and continue the conversation and support others in when they're, when they're in, in their marketing journey to say. Um, so I think there's a lot of benefit to just trying something new and um, using these tools that we already have. So for you guys, you guys fall into this really funky, weird space when it comes to like when title people try to create a podcast <clears throat> or when escrow people try to create a podcast, you have these legal things when dealing with agents, right? Like all this RESPA stuff comes up. Yeah. Um, so let me throw some suggestions out there so you can continue to do it. <clears throat> Maybe interviewing agents won't work for fear of, you know, kickbacks sort of stuff. But if you do like days in the life, of what you guys do and then you can create you know talk about exactly like what you were talking about jay where like this was my day today like this is what we did this is who we went to go visit this is who we got to meet we went to this event they had a great thing this was the main point this is what we learned like if you make it about what you guys did i think that would be um first of all fun you guys get to do all the fun stuff right? <laughs> no I, yeah we appreciate you saying that because of course we always have to keep in mind you know we have um, the Department of Business Oversight and all of these things that we we have to be mindful of as an escrow company um, when when diving into things related to marketing. And so we are really cognizant of that. Um, I think from a company standpoint, New Venture Escrow, um, we've always really prided our we pride ourselves in being very tech forward, forward thinking. And so um, I think being able to to leverage these tools that we have, like a podcast and marketing room, to align the vision that we have the fact that we're forward thinking and there's a lot of businesses out there whether it be real estate agents or non or outside that are also forward thinking it's like we want to use this podcast to showcase what are they doing different what's next for them kind of how are people evolving and so it's more of a it's a it's it's really a, a conversation um that's it's not just like providing marketing for the agent but really more talking about how business is evolving and, and keeping it neutral yeah, I like the concept of, of people like to be recognized for what they do, even if they don't, like, even if there's no trophy, just the recognition, right? Like, if you're scrolling down, uh, like, I've made it a mission. So, you guys might, I mean, if, if you follow me on, on Insta, you might have received messages from me in the past, like, week and a half. I am not going through any story without saying something. So, like, as I go through Instagram stories, like, I'm, you know, there's a lot of people who you just, you just hit the next button, next, 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 and look at all the stuff, right? It's interesting. Do not leave a profile without leaving a comment. And one of the main reasons for that is because once we've interacted, whether you give me a little heart or you give me a thumbs up or you, we actually have a conversation, um, Instagram recognizes that as, you know, engagement. And then yeah. you get to see my content a little more often. See you. I see you. Right? Exactly. Yeah. All of a sudden it shows up and that's, that's kind of part of branding and marketing, right? Is you got to show up as much as possible in front of as many people as possible. So yeah. what I suggest you guys do, if you, if you do a podcast, you highlight your day 
but not really interview them. Maybe interview even clients after they're done. Ask them, hey, would you want to be on a, you know, talk a little bit about your whole example. And then now you have case studies of people that have worked in your office talking about, you know, how wonderful their agents were, how wonderful the loan officers were, or how wonderful their escrow officers were. And it kind of adds to your day and it's part of your business and it's not intended for any one particular agent. You're not, you know, giving any, any advice. You're just kind of saying, Hey, great job. Thanks for working with us. This is what we, what you've accomplished. And I, I don't know, I think it'd be kind of a fun thing to hear you guys, you know, talk about what it is you do. You, you, you obviously you have fun with each other, right. And you go different places. I think that would be fun. Really fun. Appreciate that. We're definitely going to hit you up after this to mastermind on, on how we can make that happen. So for shizzle. Yeah. We are mentor. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> hang out with some party girls now i know if i ever need to go out and be like ladies where's the party at hit me up <laughs> no we 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 hustle we got to work hard and um but we are very blessed that it's thankfully i think what makes all the difference is that we're surrounded by really good people at the end of the day mm-hmm. um you know we understand at least and this is something i learned from tanya coming into the industry it's you don't necessarily need to work with everyone you know you got to find those people that align with your values that, you know, align with your ethic and, um, and being okay with saying, no, you know what, this partnership may not be the, a good fit and that's okay. And, and still just continue us continue to put our best foot forward. And thankfully we've been able to foster some really amazing relationships that make our jobs that much more enjoyable and, and easier in a way. That's very much a business maturity level that you can tell when people have reached it or not, right? And, and there's a difference between always being hungry and starving, right? Like always being hungry, you're out there and you're going out and you're getting it, right? You're, you're talking to as many people as possible. You're being as big a resource as possible. You're just hustling every single day. Yeah. But when you meet somebody who's starving, they don't have that mindset of, you know, you know maybe this is not a good relationship. They're like, you're my next check. Like, what am I going to do to close you right now? And that's, that's kind that of, up. you exactly. Up so yeah, I, it's good to, it, I'm grateful to have Tanya as a mentor and, and even the, com- from a company standpoint, it's, it's something that we talk about often. And, and I appreciate you saying that, acknowledging that, yeah, it's important to have that vision and that mindset and understand that within yourself, you know, what you're 100%. Tony, how do you go about recruiting these ladies or, or your, your team? Like, what, what is it that you look for in a team member? Um, I think just with, I think with Dre, I noticed, I saw she was driven. She was smart. Like I said earlier, kind of what happened with me, I didn't know the business, but that all can be taught. And um, you, you see that. And with, you know, working with other people that maybe didn't work out um, in the past, um, and it's nothing – personal we you know we've stayed friends like it's just it it's different mentalities and different perspectives and I think Dre had you know that drive and vision that I had seen myself you know I saw myself in her so that's how it is um and so I thought that she would be perfect for the team and honestly we 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 work really well together we bounce ideas off each other we're constantly in communication which is huge for a team um you know she, she brings a lot to the table she helps me, you know, think outside of what are my usual. <laughs> you want to keep going? Yeah. <laughs> Shower we, me with praise, please. Yeah, continue. So, Shower me with praise. Literally, uh, we make a great team. And I think um, originally it really was just seeing her drive. And um, she has a huge heart and she, she, she comes from a place of really caring. So that, that definitely made me, uh, you know, want to bring her on board. Good. 
See? Now you got to give it back. Now you got to shower yeah, her with me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Give me all the credit. But I mean, like I said, really, for me coming in, it was more thinking about what kind of leadership and team environment do I want and, and company values and culture and um, everything was there. But I think the fact that Tanya coming, when she started, started from, you know, zero, didn't know anybody, had to learn everything. And she's super driven and um, has been able to grow tremendously and just even in the last year and a half that I've been working with, you know, with her and the company. And well on that, what's, what's a day in the life for you guys then walk me through a day in the life. Like what, what's uh, pre COVID pre COVID. Yeah. Pre COVID. <laughs> um, let's see. We, well, we, we, her and I either tag team or split up. I don't know if T, if you want to, if you want to touch on this first. Yeah. So, um, it depends. We kind of, there's certain accounts that we kind of work together or if it's a new, a new client, we, we will, you know, make appointments, but mostly our days are all by appointments. Um, a lot of what we've been doing prior to the COVID, um, was we were having a lot of meetings at our new office. Like I was mentioning, we opened a new office. It's a big open space. Um, just wanting to bring agents to check it out. It's not your typical escrow office. Um, it's very inviting open kitchen where the escrow officers can, you know, hang out and also, you know, make, be part of some of the sales meetings that we're doing, be a part of some of these uh, meetings that we're having with clients. So we want it to be very interactive, an interactive space where we can um, collaborate a lot. So we are doing a lot of meetings at the office or um, we go out and meet clients at their offices, but it's literally, we're from meeting to meeting and, um, and we do a lot of prospecting, just like agents do. We jump on the phones, we're on emails, we work on our CRMs. Um, we are constantly working our marketing. Um, we told ourselves this year was the year we were going to do a lot more video. So that was our focus. Um, at the beginning of the year was definitely getting some video out. We're telling agents they need to do video, they need to do video, but it's, you know, if we're not doing it, what kind of example are we, are we, you know? So, um, we definitely have been getting out there with video and that's kind of where we were at. It's just definitely, tr we, we, we structure our business a lot like realtors. So, yeah. And being involved in other, there's so many organizations realtor and associations and so also staying involved with those and the events that are happening and collect and contributing to that com to the community as a whole too as much as we can um you know we have a lot of ideas in our day-to-day -day and and if if we can give back in any way on a bigger scale it's it's also super valuable you know i get a lot from that and you get to meet a lot of people and so also staying involved so you guys mentioned clients a lot can you define what, when, when you're an escrow rep, what is, what is a client? Is it the person signing the docs at the end of the day or is your client the realtor? Both. 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 They're both our clients. Yeah. We, we um, yeah. go ahead. We, um, everything we do is, is for the client, which is the, the agent's client, right? For the person, the buyer, the seller, everything comes down to them. We want to create a better experience for them which in turn will create a better experience for the agents. If your client walks out of, or closes escrow with us and they walk out of the office and they're happy, then that makes the agent look better. And it, because we, we are a part of the agent's team, we're a reflection of them. So we want to ultimately, our goal is to provide that amazing experience for the clients, which is the buyers and sellers. Where's your office located? We have three. So um, we have the Mission Valley one, which is our corporate. Uh, it's, uh, Camila Real North, and then we have Chula Vista, and we have Carlsbad. Whoo! And where's the Chula Vista one? On H and Third. 
on H and third. Oh yeah. Dude, many, many, many moons ago, like back in 2005 or 2004 or something like that. I used to work in that building. I used to manage that H and R block office. Oh, no way. Yeah. The first floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice spot though. Yeah. I need I want to know more about your background. I know you got your hands on a lot of different Oh Area man! Sectors. I started. Um, I started. I had my first business. I bought my first house when I was twenty, and then I got into real estate investing. Back then, I started a, a computer repair company that ended up folding, and we ended up. I ended up going broke trying to close that thing down. Um, but luckily, as far as real estate, I sold all my properties when it was still hot, and then the market crashed. So when the market crashed, I got into doing taxes because that's one of the main reasons I went broke. I didn't know anything about taxes. So I had company with payroll and all that stuff. And I didn't know about filing tax returns. What the hell was that? <laughs> so I got my, I, I got my background in, in accounting. got my, de- my uh, degree in accounting and a background in taxes. And uh, I owned a game truck for a while doing kid birthday parties, flipped properties. Yeah. Um, yeah and then uh, I got my teaching c- credential in math. I have uh, an insurance company that I own. And I got into this thing called podcasting. It's been amazing. So much. That's crazy. That's awesome, though. I mean, we were recently on a on a call with Jesse Wright uh, for the Real Producers community, and so one of the things that she talked that she made had us do is like did breakout sessions, and we all talked about some of the things that we've experienced in the past, like hardships, like. And how what how that how that translates into the things that we're going through today? Like I'm just really curious to know, maybe offline. But when you went through, you know, your company, um, when I went broke, yeah, like going just, broke you know, sucks, like, dude. What that does to your brain? That mental resilience. It's just I'm fascinated by all of. All yeah, of I'll that. share with you for for a few minutes here. So so uh, when I went broke. Um, so I had experienced um, my parents like losing their home. Um, I, I'm originally, I was born, from, born in LA. Uh, my parents wanted to move us here to San Diego to avoid gangs. You know, like that didn't work. I was growing up in like the eighties and nineties. So like it was everywhere anyways. But uh, when we moved to San Diego, the company that my dad worked for, like they, they, they la- laid them off. And so my parents ended up like filing bankruptcy and all that stuff. So um, when I got in financial trouble, my dad was like, oh, you just filed for bankruptcy. It's cool. So that's what I did. Um, and I remember going to the, to the bankruptcy attorney and, and like that business had failed, but I had already been bitten by like that entrepreneurial bug, right? Like I was like, okay, I'm going to get on this next one. I'm going to do it right this time. Right. And so I remember talking to that attorney thinking, uh, and you want to know where my mindset was. I, one of the questions I asked him was, when can I start making money again? And he was like, well, as soon as we close this case, you can do what you want. And I was like, Cool. And like, uh, I mean, that was 2000, I want to say like 2006, it was 2006 because I remember, um, I had closed the business, filed for bankruptcy and I had like $20,000 to my name and I was getting married in like six months. So I was completely broke and, and at the very bottom and she still wanted to stay with me. So I guess it worked out. Right. <laughs> no, so no funny thing though. Um, before that, cause we'd been dating for like six years before we were going to get married and, uh, and I was, I was going to make her sign a prenup. And she was like, no, hell no, I'm never going to sign a prenup. And then by the time we were going to get married, I was broke. So it didn't matter anyways. 
Thanks for sharing. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's always been like, uh, you know, like, for example, right now, my insurance company, one of my biggest concerns is when people are going to have to choose between paying their insurance bill or putting food on the table, they're going to choose food on the table. So I'm expecting in my insurance agency to drop maybe like 30, 40% of our revenue in the next couple months. And so for me, when things are hectic, I feel like that's when I thrive. That's when I'm, I'm, that's when I solve more problems. That's when my back's against the wall. I work harder. Like we're in COVID right now, lockdown. I'm working my butt off. Like I work more now than when I was, had my normal schedule. So yeah. I, I, you know, for me, it's like, I, I actually like these times. I think when you have economic shifts, money and wealth doesn't disappear, it just changes hands. So you're either the one handing it off or you're the one with your hand open, bringing it in. So I'd rather be the one looking for opportunities than the one, you know, dropping the ball. Yeah. Dre and I were actually talking about this and I know I mentioned it to you is that um, we have been working so hard ever since, you know, the stay at home order came into place and we were, we've actually been working from home a little before that um, just to be cautious. But I think that it's also important that we, we take care of ourselves, right? Because we've been nonstop go, 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 problem solving, um, coming up with ideas, trying to figure out, you know, yeah, just talk, all, we're all day talking to people all day on Zoom calls, all day trying to, you know, brainstorm and seeing what's next, um, that we kind of forget about taking care of ourselves. And I think a lot of people are probably going through this right now. So it's kind of important to touch on because it's okay to take an hour or two, you know, for yourself in the middle of the day, go take a walk, you know, make some food or just, Take some time where you're not looking at your phone, you're not looking through your email, you're not watching the news, um, not going scrolling through Facebook and just like focus on you for a little bit because it's important. Um, I think we're close, everyone being in like close quarters and um, not having access to being around a lot of people not being able to be in restaurants or just out and about is um, can really affect you. So I think that's important. That 100%. I miss my gym. I, I would get up in the morning, five in the morning, go to the gym. I'd be at the gym by five, right? Do my, do my exercise. And now I can't do that. So um, my 5 a.m. club challenge, we're doing this challenge, like something to make yourself, uh, you know, just to challenge yourself a little bit in the morning. So my thing is uh, I'm doing 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups every hour for four hours uh, in the morning. So like six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. That's 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, and I put alarms on my phone. So every time my alarm goes off, I drop to the ground, do my thing, right? But, but it's, it's helping me out. And then at the end of the day, I do exactly what you're talking about. Like, I've been on this thing. I've been on this thing all day long. And yeah. so I check out, and then I put my shorts on, put my you know, like shoes on, and I go off for a run. And I'm going to be – I feel like at least I get some clarity. Throw on my M&M, and I'm, I'm solid. <laughs> I want yeah. to join the challenge. I've been having a hard time balancing. Like I was so diving into work and it's so easy to hop on the computer at nine o'clock at night and do work, do more work because I'm at home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I've lost track of keeping a workout routine going. So I'm going to hit you up on, on that, uh, that challenge. For shizzle, 5 a.m. clubs. I missed it. Yeah, I was accountable. a 6 a.m.er at the gym. And so now that I'm like not doing that it's really like messing with like my balance so i'm like okay i need a i need some accountability right now because i've seen, I've seen those memes you're gonna either end up looking like you know you go in <laughs> into into the covid looking like thor and you come out looking like fat thor like that i'm afraid 19, of that yeah canceled it's okay <laughs> summer's canceled man I, I i've been working all year for this thing <laughs> <laughs> i was like, 
some <laughs> <on my> shoulders. <laughs> well, ladies, hey, uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. Really had fun with you guys. Thank you so much for having us once again. I can see why people like to work with New Venture Escrow. You guys are fun. Oh, and this is just the start. Yeah. <laughs> We're not just fun. There's a lot, a lot more to it, but um, we do like to, you know, have fun with people we work with and just bring, bring value. However 100%. We can. Value yeah. all day. Well, ladies and gents, again, uh, by the way, how do people get a hold of you if they want to work with you? You can uh, call me, 619-807-0711. Um, email Tanya at com. Find me on Instagram at Tanya NVE, and then Dre can give you her info. 619-392-6862. Hit me up on Instagram, Andrea Martino. Um, I go by Dre, and so my email is Dre at NewVentureEscrow.com. But yeah, happy to be a resource, and thanks again. I found Dre on TikTok, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Hey, people are like, work on your digital marketing, you know, educate yourself on things you don't know yet. It's all about my TikTok. TikTok's <laughs> fun, dude. No, yeah, it's actually, the more, I'm, the more I engage with it, obviously, it, it shows me more things that I want to look at. It's actually very informative. I've learned a lot. Informative? I don't know about that. I, it's, it's, it's definitely like a trap. Like, you can start looking at TikToks, and then you're like, oh, crap, like an hour yeah. went by. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm learning about like investing in stocks and um, how to go about it, what to look at right now. And it, it's, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. That well, you that's learn good. Yeah. It depends on who you follow, I guess. Yeah. My, my daughter kind of ran my TikTok for a while. So I see like oh, yeah. little girls dancing and stuff. Yeah. If you start yeah. looking into even like look into the hashtags, like whether it's like real estate a lot of agents are being really like educational on their um, mm -hmm. other businesses. It's really neat. If you start kind of really looking around, there's, there's so much information on it, but it's, it's information that's given in an entertaining way, which is what makes, makes it better. In 15 seconds. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Cut and dry straight to the point. Straight to the point. That's the best part. All right, ladies and gents, ladies, appreciate your time. Thank you. That's all we got for you guys today. Thank Peace. Bye, everyone. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.